0: House. Okay. Make it show. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid <laughs> I can't do that. I shall become you can
1: possibly
2: imagine. So Asher's gone. So who wants to have a good time now? Because let's, actually, let's actually have some fun. <laughs> we're <free.
3: laughs> yeah, <like> Captain Assholes. <laughs> Abandoned ship.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, mutiny.
3: Athletic. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs>
4: Welcome.
2: I'm your host, Asher Lag. <laughs> With me as a, as a, as a uh, is that, is never
3: mind. Uh, oh, thank God. We never we, we never decided that <laughs> we never had a meeting about this. That you were the host and we were all co-hosts.
2: I support that,
3: and I know I know you do that on purpose. I know you do all the work. Do you care? <laughs> I don't care what I say on this. No one listens to this. Yeah, but I, I hang on, professor.
1: Let's yeah. Just I have say. a job. That, well, First I mean, of you all, you have a job that could possibly be yeah negatively affected but I, maybe I, I, don't don't think think so. I don't think so, so I,
5: think doing I will comfortably say that the reason no, that wrath so. says that he's not afraid of anything he says being like <laughs> offensive is because i cut all the things he says that are really offensive <laughs> oh all right Fair.
3: well i don't listen to it so yeah there we go <laughs> no. it's also
5: like i just keep making that and like well no i mean all the green m&m shit is in there
3: green M&M shit is I, I want I want that to be in there because I want <laughs> the credit for predicting this um, I, my pet theory Ben and you're welcome to weigh in on this is that um, you know eventually we will have sex robots right it's just a matter of time
2: uh, That's, yes. we have them
5: yeah, but like better ones. Ones that Fair. can be <laughs>
2: better. just not satisfied with more the sex useful. robot. More <laughs> useful, more versatile. just yeah, like, the,
3: what, what is thing? the Amazon return label for the sex robot? <laughs> the send sex it back.
5: robot doesn't have guts
3: inside. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys.
4: Yeah, that's getting it's too far. Yeah, that yeah, is. Up.
3: I will cut that test. Thanks, GG Allen. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, this, this sex G.G. robot Lazarus. doesn't
3: go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, so Raph's theory. You know people want to fuck things that are not human, right? Like you've seen well, yeah, this that's on the like, Internet. Well, that's yeah. plushies. That's like been around. Have you seen this <laughs> on the know? Internet? Well, people want to fuck the green M&M. Oh, so there's
5: going to be
1: green sex robots at some One point, day, sure. one like day. soon, probably like sooner like than really soon. humanoid ones. Yeah, yeah probably. sooner oh, probably. That seems yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually true. true. The easier, yeah. Venn
5: diagram of people who need sex robots <laughs> is much closer to people who want to fuck the green M M&M and M than like people who want to have a normal relationship with a fellow human.
2: Also, it's a simpler automaton to build, yeah. right? Yeah, the yeah. Fewer articulation points. That's true. And actually fill it with chocolate and.
5: Yeah, Yeah, and probably there's already, like, schematic designs online. If
2: not... Welcome
5: to the show, everybody! (laughs) Welcome! Uh, I'm your host, Asher Lack. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Alan Sussman. What's up? The Honorable Sam Lazarus. Hello. Our lawyer, Raphael Ruttenberg, ESQ. Hey. And today, in our first-ever fifth chair, we have... Dr. Ben Abelson, uh, professor at Mercy College of Analytic Continental. Of philosophy. Cool. (laughs) You know some philosophy philosophy Uh, words, Asher. Of (laughs) chocolate-related philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Do York peppermint patties count as a candy bar? Let's discuss.
2: I want that class.
5: Well, it's round. The answer is definitively no. It's not a bar. Yeah, bar implies length exceeding so width. Nor are Reese's. Yeah, no, not a candy well, bar. it
2: depends on your perspective, right? Okay. In profile, it's bar-shaped. And
5: today we are talking about Minority Report 2002. Spielberg. Steven, Fies- <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you so bad? Why did you make a movie that was two and a half hours <laughs> long that
2: was not Tarkovsky? So that
1: it takes up most of the two hour and fifty minute class
3: in which I show it. <laughs> Fucking uh, okay, we
2: did it. Uh, it was a favor to you yeah. then. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cool. I'm I'm gonna hold back on this. I know. No. I don't hold. know. I just I don't I feel weird like Ben is first time on the show and I didn't like the movie. I'm not like gonna dump on it. I want Ben to. It's okay. To, I mean I want like, Ben to make me like the movie.
2: But this isn't
3: really a show. <laughs> That seems like the a lot face of pressure The Ben
5: just made was like No, <laughs> no that's not,
3: not right. equipped for that But well, yeah,
1: I didn't want to do this movie Because I think it's a masterpiece But yeah. um, for me, it's very useful For raising these issues about free right. will And moral responsibility uh, In my classes
2: so, so it's not that it's up. a good movie; it's that it's a good s- jumping off. Yeah, I don't yeah. think
1: it's a terrible movie. Um, I think there's a lot of fun things about
4: it. Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: yeah, as a, I thought as as this a movie film, was, was good. Tom Cruise is it not quite No, <laughs> no. Tom I don't know
4: why you guys dislike this movie so much. There's Tom Tom something Cruise? about him
5: that's you don't like know? so frighteningly <laughs> grotesque. And like, okay, fine, like, sure, you're in a cult that like has weird like slave labor camps and like nightmare people, but like, is that what, what are it these is? slave labor camps? Do you not know? Sea org allegedly, there are allegedly. things that the people that Tom Cruise hangs out with, who believe that we're all infested with like alien parasites, uh, they do
3: stuff to some of their more ardent members that are not really positive. So you think you are shielding us from legal liability by not <laughs> saying the word Scientology? Or like here, <laughs> <laughs> like
2: is el- fine. L- allegedly.
5: I don't know. I really, they're super litigious, right? I don't know.
3: Yeah, is sure having you in the room going to
5: protect the, me? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah that's i'm like a need.
3: litigation shield i'm like a wizard with a spell <laughs> and prevents people from suing you i belong to a stronger and more insane cult <laughs> <laughs>
5: and
4: older <laughs> much um, older so is that why you don't like this movie tom cruise
5: no i didn't i, I don't know it just felt i mean it there's
4: t- probably a lot of reasons why you didn't like it
5: yeah there's a lot of reasons i didn't <laughs> like it i mean generally like First of all, the color palette—I was like, not. Oh,
3: it's on. so washed out. This yeah, it's sort like, of weird. This feels like an infomercial for like <laughs> vaginal dryness or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's so you know washed what it is? out. It's Get the that. sad
5: before. It seems like an antidepressant commercial. Like that's what the color palette is—dreamlike and soothing, but kind of like also foggy. Is it? Like, is it
4: like that through the whole movie?
5: Oh, yeah. Well, the contrast is, like, is turned up like all the way. I my suspicion is that the reason it was done this way is to kind of hide that it was you it was like one of the early sort of features that was shot on digital okay that would be my guess because it's yeah. like 2002 we're transitioning you know like i guess what the biggest like the first big blockbusters that were shot on digital were the the star wars prequels and this is around the same time as like the second of those my guess would be spielberg was like oh, let's just put the whole thing through like a filter and people will think it's a choice when really it's like, I just saved the studio millions of dollars okay. in film. Yeah. I again, again, I guess. It
1: might also be to sort of heighten the like claustrophobia of the society, you know, that mm-hmm. it's it's a washed out society, right? Because no one can really commit murder. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking away our whole true form of expression. My
5: <laughs> religious freedom to stab <laughs> like, my neighbor.
1: <laughs> In general, the things I like the most about the movie are the, like, sort of smaller science fictional ideas, like the the advertisements that, yeah. you know, yeah. your oh, eyes and speak no, directly I, to you. I which
4: thought Alex that is. was a great, like, that's the kind of thing that I feel like now people are like, yeah, that's coming. No, so, it's
1: here.
2: No, I'm <laughs> not, not, not joking. Wh- yeah, wh- they have cameras on the kiosks in the subway. They,
1: and, they, and they don't say your name. And then, of course, the virtual <laughs> brothel.
4: Right,
5: yeah. which I mean, and that was taken from like William Gibson. There's like uh, his story Burning Chrome has that that brothel and it shows up a few other times. The House of the Blue Lights. I don't know for
3: our like deep nerd Just listeners. Putting this out there, raise your hand if you prefer cyber sex to real sex. Just me. We okay. always. It's, it's yeah.
5: three hands and a tentacle that I'm seeing up here <laughs> in the room. And they're all raps. Um Well, but also this movie like, Pre-sages, I, I guess, doesn't pre-sage, but like, there's a huge amount of like the security state in there, which I was shocked
3: to so, sort of see. Yeah, Post I think 11, baby
1: the, uh, the original story by Philip K. Dick came out in 1956, so right after like the McCarthyism craziness. Huh. Whereas this movie comes out in 2002, pretty much immediately after the Patriot Act um, oh. was passed. So mm. I think there's definitely this concern about... Uh, surveillance and security and like Could we have prevented 9-11 Even and things like that going on it's like
3: if <laughs> Superman was real, could he have prevented nine eleven 11 So it's interesting because like, yeah, this is like in this ultra, you know, very paranoid post Patriot Act, post nine eleven. Uh there's a lot of those themes in there, it does grapple those issues. But it's funny because this collides with product placement. And so you have like the gap and you have yeah. like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know who else, like McDonald's, I can't remember. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch one, of corporations. Yeah. Like a lot of them where it's just like Lexus. Lexus. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. Yeah, we are going to scan your irises and use that uh, ID to, like, you know, know your entire life fucking history, your credit history, <laughs> yeah, and everything you purchased. It's, And the corporation is just like, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll advertise cool. cool, that, movie. right? And yeah. they are. And they will. And, and they they are. Facebook yeah. and Google, sorry. Are doing this. Yeah. Allen is directly Spotify responsible. Spotify doesn't know anything because all it knows is like, "Hey, you like Leonard Skinner? You must be an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and if I remember correctly,
1: this was when product placement was like starting to blow up a lot. Like up until the early two thousands. There wasn't nearly as much of it. so I think I can, it wasn't as
5: overt. I used to work in a job where, I, I mean, I guess you guys kind of know this. <laughs> this Alan job. knows. Yeah. I had a job where it was, it was my job to watch television and log all of the internal product placement. And then we would sell it back to the companies. They had hired us to make sure that the shows that they were paying for their subliminal ads in they were actually running those ads. Ooh, Nightmare Future. Yeah, <laughs> nice yeah. job to have. Yeah, and I that mean... that was
2: in, like, 2003, something like I that? I
5: worked there from, like, 06 to 07 or 08, and then I quit when our first record came out, and then I went back. And it was, like, a horrifying night shift. So I would, like, okay. you'd come in at 7 o'clock and... As the years went on, it, like, got <laughs> later and later until I was leaving at, like, 3.30 in the morning. I do not think that Karl Marx was cynical
3: <laughs> enough to predict <laughs> that, <laughs> that level of shittiness, so well, wage yeah. slavery.
5: And the most amazing thing about it was, like, okay, you got fucked if they put you on Leno because it was the last piece of internal product placement new programming that would air at the at the end of the day. And it's an hour and a half long and his opening and closing monologues had a ton of internal product placement. And it's like you could anytime someone mentions something on TV, it's not necessarily a product placement unless they mention it twice within the same segment. So like so, Jay Leno would make a joke, and he would go like, "Oh, it turned out he had a Viagra stuck in his neck." (laughs) Viagra, (laughs) (laughs) and and then you'd be like, "Oh, okay, so he was paid." I know what Viagra is. (laughs) That is funny. I
2: have a question, Asher. (laughs) Sure. Was that story you just told a violation of an NDA?
5: No, I didn't have to sign any NDAs. No, they ended up shutting down the whole operation and moving it to Florida. I can't imagine (laughs) that it still exists. I Thought you
2: were gonna say like the Maltese or something. (laughs) No, they don't have that kind of.
5: They don't have, like, Lex Luthor money. Um, They've got computers to do that now. Right? Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly.
1: Speaking of which, in the short story, there's a mention of how, like, modern computing had <laughs> just, like, come into existence, and that that's also part of the worry, right, is that uh, it's um, computers are... That, that the output of some kind of computer program could determine whether or not you were going to murder someone. Isn't, yeah. that,
2: isn't that the premise of person of interest? the CBS crap oh, Are show, you an 80-year-old man? Well, I've never watched it. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that's the premise <laughs> of the show. I've never
3: watched it. I just read TV guide descriptions. <laughs> don't, don't you read I've never heard of this <laughs> show. Sorry. I mean, oh, never mind.
4: Actually, yeah, I'd be interested to hear what happens in the book.
1: So, yeah, so there's one, like, major difference, mm-hmm. which is that in the book they get really, they get a lot more into what the minority report is. Um, and basically, there is no minority report. There are three different reports. And what differentiates them is that each, uh, each one after the first Takes knowledge of the first As part of its input Whoa. So like the fact that you know That the first report says you're going to kill someone Or the, the protagonist at least uh, The second report takes that as data And actually reports that he's not Going to kill the person um, And then the third <laughs> report though Recognizes that in reading the second report And realizing that according to it He's not going to kill the person Since that contradicts the first report It would invalidate pre-crime because uh-huh. they had already reported that he was going to kill the person based on the first report, so the third report says that he will kill the person now in order to uh, <laughs> validate. To validate cre- so they have
4: three Wait. reports uh, just yeah. so that basically you need an odd number. Well, I guess the if there
1: were more precogs, <laughs> there would just be there could be an infinite regress of reports, each taking knowledge of the previous one. Right. So. The the other thing about the short story is it doesn't really bring up the free will issue explicitly It doesn't say things like uh, you have the power to choose or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, It's more just about there being multiple possible futures Mm -hmm. And uh, each report reflects what could would happen in each one of those possible futures Wait, Hmm. I
2: want a little clarification. So when you say report you mean the produced video not the actual Precognitive like event in the brain of the individual the story—it's sort of vague, actually. Yeah, in the a story how yeah. it works. Yeah, okay. it's more like a written
5: report kind of a thing, where By it's like, pre-cogs? yeah, it's like the precogs come forward, and they don't really do I they explain like the, the origin of the like precogs. Sitting I sitting term, I can't. They don't. They're, they're like just mutant. Reports. yeah, they're just like mutant people. So it's like sure. the precogs basically. I, I mean, the story deals much more with uh, basically like like the minority report only occurs when somebody who has access to knowing what their potentiality is. Mm. Um, can act on that access before their potentiality is fulfilled.
1: Maybe though, it might be that the the each report just says what would happen if they right.
5: gain that knowledge. I mean, you know, and and again, oh, I see. It's it's interesting because like so many adaptations of Philip K. Dick's work, like I feel like they take the boring part of it and run and like they leave out (laughs) and mostly because i think it would be really hard to dramatize a lot of the interesting stuff Mm -hmm. like like so much of at least to me and why he's maybe my favorite sci-fi writer him and william gibson probably but yeah i think the reason that so much of his work is like so hard to adapt is like it's just you can't how do you dramatize like what's essentially like a borderline psychedelic experience right like that's essentially isn't
4: isn't it not just that it's also just like I mean, what you described is very complicated, what Ben just described, right? Like this yeah. idea of like, uh, you know, these three reports and each one is like explaining what would happen if the person had knowledge of the last one. It just seems like a complicated idea to wait, 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 give wait, to wait, a general is audience. The, is
2: the second report given that the subject of the report had knowledge or that? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So, what we get in the movie is just Agatha screaming, uh, the others (laughs) didn't know their future. You have a choice. Yeah. Right.
4: He mentions... You you get a little bit of it, but it doesn't quite actually make sense. I mean, you're not quite sure where it's going or... They, d- they don't flesh it out, really, in the movie, yeah.
2: Are we supposed to do a plot breakdown?
5: Yeah, I think, well, now, I mean, so we, we push, I mean, does yeah. anyone else have initial sort of thoughts on this before we push into the I breakdown? I mean, they should have
3: done this double blind. I mean, like, the pre-cogs shouldn't know what the other pre are thinking, but they sort of like, oh, it's a hive mind, so kind of makes it yeah, shitty, it you know, a it's, it doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> uh, I, I'm <laughs> totally on board, except for a couple of kinks we got ironed <laughs> yeah. <out>. yeah Where's <laughs> max point seat being a psychopath? <laughs> yeah.
5: Who's breaking the plot down on this one? Is it me? I think so. So it was you, unless, unless Ben wants to do it.
4: Yeah,
1: I can do it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> do
4: it better than I right. can. Right. So, please. <laughs> there's, this,
1: there's this pre-crime system where these precogs who are human beings who have had some kind of birth defect because their parents were drug addicts. We don't find that out till later, but um, they can predict the future. In some way, and it's sort of ambiguous whether they're predicting the future because the future is deterministic or because the uh, future is fatalistic. I, m- I might as well <laughs> distinguish awesome. between yeah, those yeah, things yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, please. please. What's the difference? So, what I mean by the difference between deterministic and fatalistic: deterministic would be just uh, physical causes and effects. Um, given the state of the universe at one time, let's say the beginning of the universe, if there was one and the unalterable laws of nature, there is only one possible future at every subsequent moment. So that's, that would, that would just be the deterministic thing. The fatalistic thing would be to say that there is some agent, uh, like God who has planned for the future to be a certain way, huh? Um, hmm. And and those those two can actually come into conflict because if God has decided that a certain event will happen, then God can make that event happen no matter what precedes it. Huh. Whereas determinism says, given the preceding events, there is one and only one event that can follow from those preceding events.
2: Huh. So, cool,
5: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, well, dig it. This all throws me back to like when we were in high school. Oh, and for listeners of the show, uh, Dr. Ben Abelson went to high school with us, and actually, mm-hmm. I mean, you and junior I have known school, each other yeah. for 25 years or something. Yeah, we went to junior high. Big ups to Wagner. Um, yeah, not big ups to Wagner. That's one was six seven. Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I know. I was trying to explain because I like now work as a tutor, and like I had some former Wagner students that I was tutoring, and I was like, oh yeah, when I was a student there, someone brought a gun in and shot out the windows of the back staircase, and they were like. That doesn't happen anymore <laughs> no shit well, but not, i mean to be fair the yeah i don't know I, I i was gonna say like
1: every year that goes by that i have like more students um i am more appreciative of my education because oh, it seems yeah. like things are getting a lot worse yeah um oh. i have a lot of really smart students but they don't seem to know a lot coming yeah. out of uh
5: uh-huh, yeah that's a primary school yeah. Oh, God. I mean listen whatever. I don't want to dig into And I wasn't even trying that hard and you know. <laughs> no, I g- agreed. I mean still absorbed
1: some some facts.
5: <laughs> n- no, shit is or really fucked up. Potential facts. There's there's a lot of like incentivizing non-learning in for-profit education um and like making people functionally like math or writing illiterate so that they don't transfer to a school. And you lose that revenue. Do, um, right. Do they still refuse real? to teach Time
3: Cube? <laughs> <at schools>? <laughs> <laughs> Do they still word murder? Uh, we were also it? in the SP program. That's right? true. So we were in who special knows problems. What the were, we're learning. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: yeah. but it, when we were originally learning Newton, I remember sort of coming to that recognition of like, oh shit! So if these five laws of motion basically govern the universe around us, then we live in a fully deterministic universe, unless.
1: We have souls or something.
5: Yeah, unless some unpredictable event happens, at which point all of the sort of things that were deterministic now have to synthesize around that indeterminate event or whatever. You can still have a
2: non-deterministic world, even if everything is Newtonian, because you you can have probabilistic chemical reactions and stuff.
3: Or you can have a deterministic world where it doesn't matter in terms of your free will. You mean if you're (laughs) a
2: compatibilist or a
1: soft determinist? You might think that depending yeah. on what you think free will is. Hang on. Hang on. Right. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Hang, on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang on.
5: Okay. So things to underline. We got to come back to
3: compatibilist or should we should we clear that one now? Well, let's I, I guess we should plot ahead with the plot with breakdown. the plot breakdown. We <laughs> consistently, we will finish up the plot as we're finishing the episode, but we always endeavor. So we, not but to
5: yeah. Yeah. So wait, what is a What's a compatibilist?
1: Uh, well, there's di- different kinds. Either they think that even if determinism is true, there can still be free will or some of them think actually that determinism is necessary for free will. The taxonomy gets more complex than that. A compatibilist basically says that it uh, doesn't rule out free will. A soft determinist thinks that determinism is true, but also thinks that there is free. Will. So the precogs can predict the future. They can specifically predict when someone is going to murder someone else so that they get visions of murder and they report these visions to the police, the cops, <laughs> the, the, of course, pre-crime unit or whatever Snitches. And uh, and they're able to go out and then prevent these murders that were going to occur, but that don't because they prevent them. And in the movie, they have 100 percent success at this in the short story. I think they missed one. They were too late. But it okay. definitely did happen. So it actually is even greater proof right. the, of, yeah, the, of the, the, that the precogs are,
3: are reliable.
5: That the security state is necessary. Uh, so also, this raises
3: an ethical dilemma. Oh, can, yeah. can one be held culpable for an act that one intended to commit but doesn't actually commit it? Well,
1: according to the film, it's not even that they intended to commit it. Right. It's like they they, were they, going they, make, to. they make a point of that. They say, like, it's not they don't see what you intend to do. They see what you're going to do.
3: Uh, that might so be it's not semantic, like they're not they're right? not because well, they're not they're so. not mind
1: reading. Right? <laughs> right. They're they're not seeing that you intend to do this thing. They see a vision of what happens, yes. so they sort of bypass the intention.
2: Huh? Yes. So it's not like attempted murder. Right, where attempted murder is I intended to but I was prevented from.
1: Right, they would see that and then maybe they wouldn't stop that because <laughs> Good like, question. it's not going to happen.
3: Another question is like why do they just stick with murder? I mean like right. they well, see that's murder but they don't see like negligent
2: homicide or like, rape. These like there are lots of things that are that break yeah. your psyche. They
1: make they make the point in the film which is weird because it's a quote mm. taken directly from the short story but mm. used in a completely different context Of course, uh, <laughs> yeah. about like like nothing harms the metaphysical fabric tears the metaphysical fabric of reality right. more than a murder or something
5: like that so that's right. why
1: it's like particularly salient to them we, and yeah. And yeah, also it's like so localized weird.
5: they're not yeah. seeing like horrible genocides going on in whatever places because
2: they have a hundred mile range yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, so I mean like it's not just the it's not the intention by itself it's the intention and taking an affirmative step towards that is what they're is what they're saying you're culpable for. Now they're couching it in terms of this is something that would have happened definitely for sure. So to, to me the myself. most
1: important <laughs> line is when they roll the ball yeah. down the the whatever that thing is and and he and he's like, "Oh, why did you catch it?" It's like, "Because it was going to fall." He's like, "Well, I caught it, so it didn't fall." So like
2: what sense can we make of the idea that it was going to fall given that it didn't? Right there you that's the problem with the whole premise of pre-crime like If the ball was glass and you were like, oh, I caught it so it wouldn't fall, it also didn't break. The ball is still a ball. So if you were going to kill somebody and then you don't, they haven't been killed. Yeah.
5: Right? Right. And that's that's something that the movie actually does grapple with, right? Like the scenes when they show, which is weird because they put them all, all the intended murderers... They put them in like an ice prison. It's like the the jail from Demolition Man. You know, like it's not a solid light reference, sentence. man. Yeah, I, I love that <laughs> no. prison. It's really cruel. Spe- I love that prison. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, yeah. It was yeah.
3: speaking of uh, like product placement, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best product placement in movie history. I don't remember a Taco Bell? Oh, he's eating he, Taco Bell. They, Is that right? They talk about Taco Bell nonstop in Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition Man. Sorry, sorry. The only restaurant that survived the apocalypse <laughs> for some reason. Everyone's <laughs> like, we love eating a Taco Probably Bell. because the they only initiated that it. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> The Great <laughs> Diarrhea Wave of 2030. <laughs> oh wait, We're Alan loves Taco it's Bell. Dist- no, and no, I no, no, don't. Oh, my God. You're offended. No, 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 no. I,
4: I, I hate set,
5: Taco Bell. Hang on. Wait, hold on. Hang on. We need no, to pause. I legit this hate is, Taco Bell. As upset as any member of this show has been <laughs> since you motherfuckers doxxed me for laughing at the Big Bang Theory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, Asher likes the Big. Bang I
5: Theory. do not like <laughs> the else? Big Bang Theory. <laughs> like you liked it, I saw you watch
3: it. I watched it with you. I
4: mean, what's it? I mean, if you watch it a lot and laugh at it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you define not liking it.
3: That should be a pre crime. <laughs> yeah. That's a pre crime right there. It doesn't matter if you actually like it or not. All that matters is that you watch it and laugh at it.
2: <laughs> that, that show was like having yeah, a twenty-four yeah. minute ice cream headache. <laughs> it, was like, it was I mean I guess pain. if you're a masochist you could find that humorous.
3: Well my I had a theory, actually. Like I was so perturbed by this that you that like to catch you watching this that I had a theory it was is like you don't you see that? You see this like a dark comedy. Like the people in that show are like yeah. seriously mentally ill, and are like really like having a horrible life. And you're just like, oh, 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 it's oh, funny. It's up. <laughs> 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 That's the only way I can explain it to myself. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I, have other explanations. yeah I have some other explanations
5: <laughs> as well um yeah but ben let's jump back to the plot you're, doing, you're killing it this is yeah, a much yeah yeah you do replace me on if this right show. now i
1: should do more plot or get into more like metaphysics of free well, will come well, back to the so metaphysics so stuff. essentially not, i mean to, cu- to
5: cut to <laughs> cut it short like pre-crime is being investigated by federal authorities there's obviously Actually not federal it, isn't he assist, is the assistant attorney yeah. general
3: mm. Oh, they're being investigated by yeah, Federal. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. By, played by Colin they, Farrell, who is really good. good? Strict,
2: yeah.
4: Right? Like, I thought
3: he eh, was good in sorry. this. I thought he was fun. Yeah, that he was fun. I mean, you know.
1: Standing next to Tom Cruise.
3: But. Yeah. Yeah there's a lot of wooden acting in this. there is yeah and this didn't pass the Bechdel test either no
5: this is this again barely passed dialogue <laughs> by a woman test this is so not
4: similar even, to the fifth element right where the only woman yeah. is this like yeah, sort of yeah, yeah this <laughs> sort of alien not the only like,
2: woman but like yeah. non no, vocal wife. okay you're right There, there, his, they're, his, yeah, you're his right. wife and also the doctor who's like kind of important to the plot but definitely right, not an important Hinneman, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah doctor like exposition she's
2: important to the doctor
3: exposition yeah exactly the plot basically this like god figure comes and explains the yes. entire fucking movie. So still yeah.
2: nowhere close to passing the Bechdel
3: test. No. Yeah.
4: I, I want to quickly touch on this. Taco Bell. Going to do <laughs> something versus <laughs> intending to. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the point is that by the time that they stop them, it could be that they aren't even intending yet. Yeah. Because right. they can see things like many days sure. in advance that, that are going to happen. So the oh, point yeah. is that well, they can stop people. That, yeah. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be. So they, they, you know, at one point they call them pattern recognition machines. At another point, they suggest that there's something divine going on. But whichever one it is, their access to whatever information is giving them their visions has to be somehow separate from the the information itself. So the the, the future that they see is a future in which they didn't right. see it and report it. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. So Ooh. either their consciousness has to be somehow
5: outside of space-time right. as we know it, or they're observing the many worlds and are reporting on one of the places in which yeah, or one the, of the it branches could be the on the tree. Their
2: act of seeing the future alters the future, right?
5: I mean, and again, that goes back to the Copenhagen interpretation of right. yeah. quantum mechanics. Which, for those of you who don't know, you can listen to our episode on Lajate, where Alan <laughs> <laughs> explains You'll it be pretty simply. Sure learn a lot about quantum yeah. mechanics <laughs> quantum.
3: listening to this podcast.
5: <laughs> so yeah, I think that's
1: right, Sam. Um, but still. It's got to be that their own knowledge is not a piece of information that they have access to, right? Because if they knew that, that would alter what they saw.
2: Yeah, that's accurate. Slash they would okay, get stuck get in an infinite regression and just go insane.
1: So, so the fact that they saw the future... Yeah. can't be part of the information they take in in order to have that vision. Yeah, of the future that they see. Because then they would see a different future. Then they would see the future in which they saw it and they and reported the guy. it and they arrested the guy.
5: That's what the short story deals with is like the chain of events. Of, but the short story doesn't even deal with that, right? No, it does. It's like if you saw it, it and does? then you know that you saw it and then you know that you know that but you it saw it. But it
4: deals with the murderer seeing it. Oh yeah, yeah no, it doesn't deal with the precogs well, seeing it. Well, yeah. still the system
2: has
1: changed. But well, it's, yeah, yeah, in order for the murder to, murderer to see it, the precogs would have had to have seen it right so yeah that's how it's just a different choke it. point that's on true. the true so so yeah I mean the, the crucial problem there is like if you think that there's free will then right it's unfair to arrest something arrest someone for something that they might not have done because they have the free will uh, if you think there's a certain kind of free will and they do um,
3: they do arrest them I think specifically for murder and it, it gets a little complicated because like you make the point like they, they a lot of times they can identify these things uh, days out or they can like potentially arrest somebody before the thought of before the actual intent is formed yeah which is which is different so think about the scene where they come in through the window right. of the Nebushi guy who's gonna like scissor stab his, his wife and her his wife's lover i'm just thinking about that and like they are arresting this guy for something we recognize in our criminal justice system as a crime which is attempted but murder. that'd be attempted
2: murder it's attempted murder murder, right. murder. yeah yeah those are different
3: and, crimes. Yeah, there's like the intent and the affirmative step they, taken to further that intent.
1: They arrest him, I think, explicitly for the future murder. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's the how they treat it. Murder.
3: Which yeah. is which is sort of interesting. Yeah, which is sort of interesting because like to me that really shows you like we would find this very unconvincing if they just picked a guy up off the street who had not at all right. even showing that in the movie that would have lost people because we find that so absurd and so repellent that mm-hmm. we're forced to think of this as. A murder that has happened, yet somehow the causation of the murder is is switched off, so there is no actual murder.
2: That would be why so the movie a, opens yeah, with a red there's, ball. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a conviction
3: or there's there's an apprehension and conviction, you know, without the, without actually a crime happening. Mm-hmm. But they're convinced of this, like they're convinced of the inverse right. causation. So
1: then later, when Anderton becomes implicated, right? We have no way of we we have no clear path to him. Committing, committing the murder. The murder. So right, that we, yeah. we react the way that you said we would if yeah, we, we saw on his someone side. just get picked up.
5: Yeah, which, so eventually, essentially, like, the this program is being kind of investigated for its moral implications by the government, um, but the D.C. police want to keep it intact, and they actually want to expand it nationally. The head of the D.C. police is Max Not Von Saito. The head of the
2: D.C. police. Lamar. the head of pre crime.
5: The head of pre crime is this guy, Lamar, played by Max Von Sydow, and then under him is Tom Cruise. And obviously, things take a real <laughs> expected turn when Tom Cruise gets implicated in a future murder that he has no idea about, and we basically have to follow him through this process,
4: right? He, yeah, he has to, like, escape because before people found, find out that he's, you know, implicated by murder by the precog by future mur- murder by the precogs, right? Yeah. A lot of the rest of the movie is essentially a chase, a, a, a long chase scene, yeah. right? Yeah. Um,
5: yeah, it's like it, it chases him or they chase him and like he has to get his eyes switched, which I thought I mean that again that It's that
1: so awesome. ridiculous. Yeah, I love that scene because my no, students it, always get grossed out. I also
5: uh-huh. I
4: think I think it's great It, it makes almost no sense. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: there's so much about that. that makes no sense like yeah the whole thing well, is totally the main ridiculous. problem for me is that they
1: didn't revoke his security clearance right yeah. yes what the hell? <laughs> and he says that,
2: that, that like, he's going to get oh, caught whiff, if he walks Spielberg. around the city with his eyes and then he uses the, the eyes to get in the building and for some reason the building itself doesn't is it yeah. linked into whatever network would report his location Yeah, they're like come yeah. on into work murderer yeah hang like, out you know we're gonna
3: tell anyone i find that believable because <laughs> cops are dumb as dog shit <laughs> oh yeah
2: for sure but but you would think that don't cut that there would be <laughs> like there's some kind of reporting database right otherwise how would they do the tracking and it would be pretty insane to not include yeah
4: the most important place yeah. for him to not get into yeah yeah no, no it is totally funny. Ridiculous. It is funny when he's like, "You want me to break back into like the temple with the precogs and grab one?" She's like, "Yeah," and then he does it in about like two minutes. <laughs> <Right. He's laughs> like he just takes, he just like <laughs> somehow he's there's able back to get door. all the way to the back door, all the way to the entrance to the temple. There's a service entrance. I mean, it's it's funny because it's set, it's set up almost like a Mission Impossible thing, yeah. right? Where you're like, oh my god, it's gonna be like a huge like Mission Impossible like, it's like break. We don't in. have the budget, and for then this. it's just then he just literally <laughs> just it's just literally in. like a one minute thing. Like, like he just the, walks the
3: drama is that he drops his eyeballs. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> he chases my eyeballs, which, which I was also like such lo- a Spielberg I, uh, like uh, sticky garbage. I, you also, know, what, I forgot that Spielberg directed this until the credits, and I was like. I just had this feeling, I was just like, I don't like this movie, I don't like this style of movie making, I find it insulting to my intelligence, Um, this had six endings, it was so artificial and also and there's like yeah, spielberg well, it's like of course the fucking eye dropping
5: Ooh. yeah and there's like the scenes where they're like going through there's like a chase and he's running through people's apartments and it's like oh my god like i was just beating this piece of dough with a rolling pin like fuck you you live in the future like can, you know i don't know <laughs> no, Whoa, wait
2: me. that's funny it's just <laughs> like why that, are they making dough yeah
5: why are you making bre- i mean sure I great i love understand. bread it's delicious I don't know. No,
2: people there was just like people, people still in appreciate in the artisan
3: Every, bread. Everyone's in the paleo yeah. in the future.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, everybody's eating soil. Uh, <laughs> only be hipsters in the future. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, it, when we have fully lo- automated luxury communism and everyone has leisure time, and then yeah. we can just make fucking <laughs> our homemade kombucha. <laughs> yeah, the, the only amazing. thing I could think during that scene was
4: like, are these people going to get like reimbursed for all this damage, or are they just going to have like destroyed homes? Well,
2: and like it's, that building is one. like pretty. Hang on,
5: that's their lives, man. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, but they're obviously the underclass. That was like, so the d- no. They're oh, the is no. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. where yeah. it was like it was like oh if you want to stay in this like rat hole hell zone and there are like families in there and it's right. like it's like yeah we don't all work for like this one percent like citadel of uh, power like some of us actually mop up your jizz for a living sorry <laughs> yeah there's like a subtle little nods to <laughs> towards
3: like yeah holy shit well we did see like a virtual oh,
2: bordello so somebody's job at that place is literally that
3: or oh, unless they can induce <laughs> cyber orgasm. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It does know what not that involve, means. well, I'll show you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah.
5: For the Patreon listeners, uh, we're, we're going <laughs> to induce cyber <laughs> orgasm in Sam in the next episode. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Uh, you want to polish it out? So, I don't know. So he ends up in
1: the place where he's supposed to be to kill the guy. And uh, it turns out the guy Leo Crow has been set Up has been paid he's supposed To die anyway I guess he's on death row But they told him that uh, his family Will get a bunch of money if he lets Anderton Kill him
4: right do they have a death so, row Or
1: I don't uh, sure. do they say that in the movie No no they don't say exactly don't what kind of money. Sentence maybe it's a life sentence Or
2: wait are you sure he's a criminal I didn't catch that well, yeah. and this was right. Insane
5: right is like he ends up in The place where he's supposed to kill the guy And Agatha the precog who he's kidnapped from the facility he's like you don't have to do this we don't have to be here and it's like no but i do this is a classical tragedy my fate cannot be deterred yeah exactly i need to know And he decides not to kill him (laughs) he decides not to kill him and then the guy grabs a gun and commits suicide which they told us earlier in the movie the precogs couldn't predict and i was like well he did
2: change the future then
5: it also it
1: doesn't look anything like we see the vision. Okay. And so the vision d- he's standing apart from him and right. he shoots him. Like that it, so it's, it does happen slightly differently so from okay. how we see it's it or saying
2: it. that we don't live in a Are deterministic sh- world, but Wait. whatever God exists has a sense of humor. Yeah. So
3: I, I, I think it's this is interesting because they sort of align this. They say like the Agatha says to John, you know, You you're different. You're different. You know your seen your future. You can make a choice. So it begs the question. Why don't they just find these people and be like, right? Exactly.
2: You're going to murder. You sure you want to (laughs) murder? Yeah, why don't they just say, like, hey, we got you a vacation to the Bahamas for the two weeks around when you're going to commit murder? Why don't you go there and then there won't be a murder?
1: Right. Well, that's why they have to insist that it's going to happen
5: if they don't stop it.
2: Well, yeah. um, Or they could say, look, we figured out how to prevent murder. Right.
5: Yeah. Tell the murderer that that they're about to murder. Yeah, Yeah, but Sam then you don't get to build a dope security state. Come on. Yes, We exactly. need to keep our people in line. Or right. they
1: could do the thing that actually ends up being the big reveal at the end of the movie that Lamar Burgess staged it so that he was... At the end of the movie, no, please no, no. Please so, yeah, the Tom, <laughs> Jesus Tom Cruise
5: gets arrested, goes to ice prison, then his wife breaks him out using his own eyes, which makes no sense. Right?
3: <laughs> um, Again.
2: Why is yeah. he still in the system? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing.
3: <laughs> There's like some guy in charge of that. He's, He's like, like mm, still. I'll, I'll get around to it. I don't give he a fuck. already
2: broke in once.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. They're just like, it won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> because the eyes fell down the drain. Right.
5: <laughs> yeah. And so then he interrupts like the black tie gala of pre crime about to go national. And. It turns out that he was framed for the fake murder that he did commit, but it was actually a suicide by his boss, Max von Seido, um, who used the precogs. To hide his and who own. hates honey. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, Wait, honey oh. <laughs> and cream.
2: Well, I hate cream.
5: He used another murder. So, so Max yeah. von Seido used another murder to cover up a murder that he then commits
2: who it turns out is the woman who was the mother of Agatha, the precog. It's more like he covers up his planned murder by hiring someone to commit it in the same way first or attempt it. Yeah. So
5: that when they see it, they think it's an echo of the murder that they just prevented,
2: which is pretty cool. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite things happening in the movie.
1: But then at the end he confronts Anderton and they're like, the precogs must have seen this already. So they know that, that you're going to murder yeah. me. But of course, they don't know what the precogs saw or didn't see. Right. Yeah. But the, mm. the ending depends on them being sure that the precogs <laughs> saw the murder. Right. So that if he doesn't commit it, like it, pre-crime is ruined. And it, then he ends up yeah. killing himself. So
4: it, yeah, it's an interesting riddle, paradox, or puzzle. If they know that the precogs know that he's going to do it, then it's like an interesting. But how could but, they not? Kind of yeah, there's dilemma. no reason
1: for them to think that they did. Yeah, I'm going to cut in and say <laughs> that they
5: didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the obvious. No, yeah,
1: no,
4: I think <laughs> that they. I, I think that there's an interesting like, you know. Puzzle.
3: It ends with They're, an interesting puzzle. Okay, It doesn't
4: hundred percent make sense. Honestly, it, it if you would. dig into it, doesn't it? Doesn't hundred percent make sense?
3: they have been hearing a lot about pre-cogs and pre-crime, but no one has said anything about pre-com. <laughs> and I think that's we should address that. Yeah. No, you're right. All right. Sorry. All right. Um, continue.
5: <laughs> no, I mean, and now we have, and and that's basically, and then what? The end of the movie is just like, and then mommy and daddy get back together. I just. God, it's oh, like, and dude, there's a new your baby. parents got divorced. That sucks. I'm sorry. But, like, that why do you have to take that out on fucking all of us all yeah, the time like, through yeah, all yeah, your yeah. movies? It's just like, come <laughs> on. Make a movie that isn't
3: about that. Don't beat I don't us know. over the head with this shit. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like, yeah, it sucks let, when artists yeah, use let, their okay, own lives. People, <laughs> <or> their <words. laughs> That's what i <I'm> saying. <laughs> let fucking let asshole. people feel some, some pain. I mean, it's just so, like... What's the insistence that everything is fine in this dystopia, uh, this happy ending in this dystopia. Yeah, exactly. It's like we still have a nightmare security state. Pre-crime has has been dismantled. All the bad guys are in jail. Yeah, and and I I Everybody's happy again, and there's no class strife.
5: Yeah, exactly. And it's like we still have, like, families that live in, like, that garbage dumpster apartment, but we have money to invest in, like, yeah, like, ice prisons for potential murder. It's just Mm -hmm. like this is, Also,
3: there was a... Real, I I, for, I was trying to remember this, and I actually got misdirected about this red herring when uh, the weird guy from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Tim says Blake the,
2: Nelson, he's fucking incredible in this. P.S.
3: Yeah, he's a good actor. He's fine, um, and he is like, you know, I hear it's a real rush. You know, you you know, your entire life flashes before your eyes, and all your dreams come true. So I'm just like, oh, is this foreshadowing that everything we're gonna see in this is like is gonna be a Brazil? that nothing that is rescue is not actually going to happen. And all this happy ending is not going to happen. And then the credits roll cool. and they zoom out from the island where the precogs are on. They're just like, no, no, they just said that. <laughs> he just said it to say, it. See, right. You see, I mean, did yeah, this? like it could have, it could have been
4: a sort of like, is he still in ice prison situation? Yeah. They could if have they ended had, it that way. They could have been ambiguity, the but answer. there weren't, there wasn't any ambiguity about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I that agree.
5: horrifying scene at the end of Solaris. Which I think might. Oh yeah, I pulled a Solaris. Yeah, that might be the most upsetting thing I've seen in a movie, kind of ever. Um, cool.
3: Well, I mean, the free will debate is yeah, like yeah. free, endlessly yeah. interesting. I mean, it's like yeah. it, does, it does present a free will determinism. There's a lot of paradoxes there, and it's a lot of fun to go through them. I think. Yeah, so
1: like I think we can think of uh, this film in particular as either a cautionary tale about abandoning belief in free will, or a cautionary tale about criminal justice. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And so, just to give us a little bit of language to talk about these things, in the free will debate, the major camps are, to begin with, the hard determinist position, which says determinism is true, and that means that there's no free will. And so, no Mm -hmm. moral responsibility. Then there's the liber...
2: sorry. (laughs) Is that a clear... I mean, can you actually draw a clear line between there is no free will and therefore no morality? No, most no culpability. M- moral more real
3: really? ultimate moral responsibility in the deepest sense. So I'm sorry, sorry Ben, but like yeah. if what if one were to be able to conclusively prove uh, hard determinism, like a some model of the universe, let's say hypothetically, like a supercomputer that could plot out every future action that every every so, so-called free agent or cognizant acting thinking being could make, or even every mechanical could you then say that there is any ultimate moral responsibility and i think that you know there are people who say i think plausibly no, no. there isn't i just
2: don't see how you draw that conclusion like how does the <laughs> fact that well, i could have predicted that you were going to do something evil make it not evil
3: well that's a good point but there's choice you generally choice generally underlies our understanding of morality but ben sorry i don't want to cut you off okay yeah,
1: so it's usually put in this way like you if you could not have done otherwise Than what you in fact did at any moment or you cannot do otherwise than murder someone in five years Then you don't really have the choice of whether to do it or not, but does that necessarily mean that it's not immoral? No, 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 It's not saying that it's not immoral. It's that you don't bear ultimate moral responsibility You're not a moral defense. agent. So, so
3: the, yeah, okay. this is the language problem is that the act yeah. is we, the, the act, the act is but we also so it's the can't system consider. that's
2: immoral the, the reality that we live in not the actor no, I don't precisely. think you could
3: say that oh. um, well, it's <laughs>
1: Bad I guess I guess you would have to say so uh, depending on what your moral view is so hard determinists think that determinism is true And so there's no free will libertarians uh think that if determinism were true then there
3: would be no free will we just call them fascists on this show
1: (laughs) (laughs) well okay but there's a distinction to be made between like a political libertarian and a philosophical libertarian so though there there is a connection so it seems to me that you have to believe in some kind of free will in order to be a political libertarian because you have to believe that like some people deserve to have the things that they have and other people don't right so you have to have a sort of
3: basic desert yeah most uh political ideologies free will underlies well they, i
1: i mean i don't know and i'd be surprised if there wasn't some kind of study i haven't seen it yet but i would not be surprised if um believing or disbelieving in free will um matches up pretty neatly with uh political uh conservatism or liberalism
3: but you don't yeah think I, I know dis- what you mean do you cool. think that disbelieving in free will is like a pretty small minority that people uh, actively hold any kind of like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hit pause are. on all
5: of you guys
3: to give some historical
5: stuff to it because a lack of belief in free will is the foundation of our right-wing politics it's called Calvinism guys Calvinists believe that the only path to grace was through God's plan that was pre-written for you they founded America but
1: Calvinists think that you are still responsible for the things you do even though they were predestined by God it's the it's the least fair that is fucked. That's really messed wow, up. huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks, but that's what compatibilists kind of believe.
4: Yeah.
5: But I think so, uh, uh-huh.
4: wait, I think Ben's making the opposite point though. I think you're saying that conservatives believe more in free will than liberals, right? Yeah, And oh, even wow. if it's not like, an all or like nothing are thing... You're saying that might be true, anyway.
1: Yeah, well, because, I mean, liberals are going to be more... Um, are going to emphasize more like the uh, factors of one's upbringing and, yeah. you know, what people have access to in their lives uh, and the sort of things that happen to them along the way. Whereas, conserv- conservatives are going to more likely say, oh, no, you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and those conditions right. don't really matter and it's yeah. really up to you and your... Free will to yeah, mention. and they don't have
4: probably very few people have like a hard line about like free will, but but there's a differing level of belief or something in, <laughs> in the importance of it in in someone's life and their actions.
3: I don't think I agree with the idea that free will versus determinism is operating in most people's political beliefs. I think it has to do, if we're talking about the split between, you know, generally liberals and conservatives left and right, I think it has to do with like the either reluctance or readiness to assign blame for people's choices that they make under the rubric of free will.
2: Well, I consider myself a lefty and I believe in free will.
3: I think I believe in free will in the sense that this guy peter strawson i'm sure ben is familiar with i you know it's been a long time to bring up his son okay so yeah galen strawson too but it, you know peter strawson makes a kind of elegant point and i was really amazed when i read this is that like determinism whether it is or isn't true can we do anything but assign people any moral culpability for these acts they do or don't do like we have these reactive attitudes i think is what he calls them it's been a while These are intrinsic to us and we can't get rid of them. Like, even if this were demonstrated, we would still have these reactions because we see each other as as actors and that's hardwired in a sense.
1: Yeah. And I I think to some degree we can't get rid of the notion of responsibility. Uh, You know, otherwise we couldn't have contracts. And and I think a notion of responsibility, especially in terms of personal responsibility, like what distinguishes persons from non-persons, I think, is the ability to see yourself as responsible for your actions. And I think that's really an important part of our lives as
2: well. So you're saying corporations shouldn't be people.
1: Well, that's a, that's a whole
4: other <laughs>
2: that's, another, that's another hog to roast but, right there. <laughs> but I mean, so my,
1: my dissertation was about the concept of a person, and I argued that really the only really um, consistent way we can distinguish between persons and non-persons is this capacity to take responsibility.
3: I feel like the movie, like, at best, awkwardly deals with these. I, mean, <laughs> I forgot that oh, we, yeah, were we were talking about, about, a about the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Students love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Yeah, it's a, maybe it's a good entry point, but I think it's like... I don't even see this debate as like seriously well, happening in the movie. There's one
2: but, moment which we already mentioned where she or maybe a couple, but specifically road. the ball and then the ball moment road. where she says you, can you have leave. a choice. Yeah, yeah. which is,
4: you know, but you can pull also, apart the things that are wrong with the movie, right? I think we, that's the more of the issue like yeah, the have, things that the movie gets wrong sort of like what or, or where you can start.
3: Like having six endings. <laughs>
4: yeah, well wait.
5: We also haven't <laughs> even touched out. on the fact that like this idea of agency and whatever is pretty inherent to drama itself, right? Like this is Oedipus, this is Aristotelian, like the the arc of, you know, the hero's journey is based on whether I mean, isn't that why every single story has this? Because it's something that's like obsessed humanity for eternity. It's like to what degree do I have agency over my actions? Yeah. Okay. I realize that when like Somebody asked me what the unifying thing in all of the songs I've ever written was. And I was like, oh, they're all about agency. The Tragedy. On- yeah. The only way I find agency in the world around me is through the people that I choose to share my time with. Like friendship is the only thing we have control over. Thanks. Friendship is magic. Yeah. Um, should we throw two endorsements? Uh,
2: I wanted to done? circle back for a second. Um, if I may. Sure. We were talking about, uh, we could probably edit this out after, but I just wanted to get the point out. Uh, we were talking about the idea that, uh, like, y- you are, that you make decisions based on what happens in your brain, but and then impose the idea of free will upon them. You You fool yourself. You paint a narrative in which you have agency, when really it's a result of whatever's happening in your brain, deterministically, which, leads to action right yeah so the I think and I I think the point I was trying to make is that our brains are changing all the time and the way that they change is intimately related to the experience we have in observing the conclusions that it draws sure right it's a feedback loop right yeah don't
1: mistake uh the hard determinist or free will skeptic position for the idea that
2: like people don't change no, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just getting at the point that you just change the, in accordance with a deterministic plan right. but exactly. what I'm saying is that the way that the brain changes Is like a biochemically plan. related to the experience that we have In other words, we decide if we enjoyed an experience or not And based on that decision, we modify the decisions that our brain makes Do you decide whether you enjoy experiences? No, no, I mean to say like That's the chemical process that's happening I have an experience which is painful to me on some level and then based on my reaction to that pain i alter my behavior in the future right that's regret right like if so in other words i don't like to um, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of an but example those
5: are, all, those are all billiard balls on a locked table that are obeying Newtonian rules like no, even, no, no, even but I'm emotional saying, things like regret I, I mean that's, that's the determinist said, point of view it's look at like metaphor. bumper pool because I think about it all the time <laughs> oh, okay. the billiard
1: I, balls are I think it was Hume's fault because Hume really loved playing pool oh. <laughs> <laughs> so like b- billiard balls are the standard
5: uh, image for causality right, and good job, Asher. what, also, I'm, what I'm getting
2: on. at is that our experiences set the positions of the bumpers on the table Right. And,
5: and I think that, again, our experiences, it from a determinist point of view, and I don't take this point of view because I find it actually really bleak and, and depressing, is that like all of those things that we see as being choices are set in motion. Again, if Newtonian mechanics actually ruled every single thing on Earth, even our ability to decide things was set in motion eons ago by the original sort of uh, event of you know physics happening of the of the birth of the universe or whatever. Right.
2: I guess what I'm saying is that if we say that what I consider free will is actually an illusion, right? It's still my illusion uniquely. My actions that I take yes. are only mine. I'm the one that made those decisions, even if I didn't actually have the agency that I think I have. So we're not going to say
1: that someone else is responsible for your actions.
2: Well, you're implying That's, that the system that I exist in is responsible. The
1: universe as a whole, right, including yeah. myself. If if universes can be responsible for things, which I don't think they can. Well, sure, but I, I just mean sort of. The at idea the limit. here is that nothing is really. Yeah, there's no right, response. Right, that
2: the responsibility yeah. is so far away or so abstract that it's meaningless to talk about. There's like a causal
1: responsibility, right. I suppose you could attribute to the universe. Yeah, but, there's but I'm no saying that's responsibility.
2: that doesn't make sense because the the decision that I make is a result of how I felt about previous decisions. How I felt yeah. about previous decisions I made. Alan's giggling because he doesn't agree I'm with me. giggling no, because, because we're all getting
4: things. we're all getting very heated
5: Well, and also reason. because all of those things were set <laughs> in mind. motion like so far this shit is
1: I've got skin in the game It also, makes like, me
2: crazy what people say I don't have free will well, no, no. because I feel like I do yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wanted yeah. to
1: ask Asher something about what he's just said too uh, Because like William James uh, was totally like he, he he was an indeterminist so he thought there's some chance in 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 terms of what's going to happen and that was enough for him basically me too so so you don't really need to have free will as long as it's not determinist as long as it's not completely determined that you are
5: going to do some that is 100% my point of view and this is it's funny that you say that because I got very stressed out about this a long time ago when I was like 17 and I was sitting in physics class and they were like here are the five laws of motion and I was like Holy shit, so, like, uh, okay, basically, if everything was... I was thinking about it in terms of a salt shaker on a table, and I was like, basically, like, the salt shaker can occupy only however many positions there are on this table, and that's kind of it. Uh, I'm not voicing this elegantly at all, but basically, like, whatever. Anything that I think is a choice is actually set in motion, you know, eons ago by whatever Big Bang put this all in whatever, right? And then, you know, if on a quantum level things are uncertain to some degree my my thinking around this was if those micro uncertainties had one macro effect even once just one thing that would actually cause a chain reaction that would force all of our perceived free will to become real free will because we had actually interacted with something that was random and so that randomness forces the sort of billiards on the table or salt shaker or whatever to coalesce and actually be the things that they were previously pre-programmed does that make any sense so no. it's like except no, for no, the free no. will, i have problem. no idea what you're yeah. talking about so <laughs> to me it all makes sense except it,
1: it's not it's, <laughs> it's still not law. any person's individual like uh um ultimate uh causation
5: i guess you could think of it almost like okay you're a car on a track you can only go in one direction with the track you're a car with a steering system and all of these things and you think that you're going places but you're really locked on this track at some point something happens and knocks you off the track you are still the car that you've always been but you're now all of those systems that previously existed and were functional but had no use now have use
3: I think the prior metaphor was better because you totally lost me on the second one. No, I,
4: I see what you're saying more. I just, I just still don't see how it's related to free will. I mean, I, I get it. I get that it can make you feel better in the sense that, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't, you know, you don't feel like if I had a supercomputer, I could determine everything that would happen in the rest of for the rest of my life and know how I was gonna die, right? And that might make you feel better because of quantum uncertainty, right? That I think is probably compatible with our, our understanding of physics, but I still don't see how free will, uh, you know, arises, arises, from, arises that? from that.
5: Well, because all of a sudden it's, I guess maybe <laughs> to say free will, it's just like, uh, free will might be the wrong word. Like it might have to do <laughs> with like,
2: I think that's what this c- discussion comes down to in my mind is that the term free will is useless. Well, but I think you guys are all
4: confused yeah. about the nature of causality.
5: Yeah, I, I guess I just thought I like you... who is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that we're gonna solve this one. As a this scientist. Is, this is what they use to keep the prisoners up late at night with a gitmo. Well,
1: right? There is also the problem of induction, right? Like that yeah. like just because things have happened a certain way doesn't mean that they're gonna happen that way in the future mm-hmm. as well. Oh, right. oh, yeah. I, I think
3: that means that. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with Hume on that point. I think it does mean <laughs> that. All right,
5: should we throw it to endorsements? I don't know. Did Ben have anything else you want to talk about? I think this might have to be a two-part episode.
1: <laughs> I was—I think I was going to say more about uh, criminal justice reform, but so I, I wanted—I
3: wanted to throw out something just quick thought about that. I—I—I I, I think this movie very awkwardly deals with uh, the, uh, the philosophical uh, free will determinism debate. I think it is could be seen charitably as a better. I don't think this was the intent of the movie, really, but it could be seen more as like an indictment of criminal justice where, you know, they, they basically take this like these categories uh, that don't really apply to what's happening and like sort of like the ideas that they force people to see that they basically lied to people and said to them, like I said earlier, like these are murders that have happened except for the fact that there wasn't actually a murder. Like right. there already has been a murder, which makes no sense. Um and I don't even think it necessarily makes sense even within a philosophical context and I don't with an ethical context. Um yeah. They basically have just lied to people. So maybe like that's a little bit more of like a mm-hmm. you know, this makes it, you know, more of an indictment of a dystopian society where there's, you know, information control being exercised. You know, you can have like, you know, uh telling people that Iraq has has nuclear weapons when they don't. It's just like you're just telling people that, and they just believe it. And you're telling people that these murders actually Santa happen Claus when you actually 9/11. stop them. And It's just like it's just a, it's a form of control, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, maybe charitably, but honestly, this movie was hot garbage. I didn't like it. <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> if there is a better movie that deals
1: with these issues, uh, let me know because
5: I mean, Twelve Monkeys to some degree,
2: to some degree. Lush Terminator, show that one too terminator?
5: Yeah. Ter-
3: uh terminator.
2: Wait, what was the last one you mentioned? La La is Actually, the movie The 12
5: Monkeys was an adaptation Oh,
2: album. that was okay, that's
3: right. Yeah. Um I got to watch it actually. You guys oh, keep yeah, talking about it? Oh yeah, you got to watch it. It's you good. You just it's listen to our episode on it. Seven. No. It's, yeah, Sam, <laughs> listen to this podcast. It's called Robot House, H A O S. I don't H-A- listen to podcasts. USC something? Um I, I, you shouldn't
4: listen to podcasts. Wait, what's They're really boring. Wait, I just want to Sorry. Oh, I want God to go damn. off. Rap. Is, I just want to part. I didn't This isn't going to start a debate. It's just oh, the yes. thing about the, the other thing about this movie that is a little silly is that, well, or is a little unsatisfying is that, I mean, there's many things according to you guys, but one thing is that like the, the, the reason why uh, pre-crime uh, doesn't work seems to be not because they can't get it right all the time. But it seems to be only having to do with this fact that, like, if the murderer knows about what's going to happen, it can change it, right? And so, as long as the murderer doesn't find out what the pre-crime division knows, then pre-crime actually, it seems like pre-crime actually works, right?
5: (laughs) The problem is we (laughs) haven't locked down the people hard enough. (laughs) I've been trolling the Mr. Peanut Twitter. Why? why wait, I, I, was, I approve, but <laughs> I, I know why. What? because he just keeps posting shit that like deserves to be savaged. It's it's like it's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, so, smashing capitalism and executing the the bourgeoisie. fucking bourgeoisie? How about you? No response yet. Eating
2: peanuts. Yeah. That's a mr. E- eating does.
3: people who look like you freak. <laughs> I like uh, that. I think that I think that you should definitely make brand Twitter uncomfortable. Yeah, I think. That's I think well, yeah, I mean, there's something about
5: like, oh god, about like the like brands supporting pride that bums me out yeah. so profoundly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's, it's just sort gross. of like holy shit. So like, yeah, you guys.
3: Ah, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. yeah well, you get no, it. it it is like a kind of like very shallow performative wokeness in some respects in other respects it is important well, for companies that yeah. were
5: fucking paying to legislate against gay marriage when they That's thought the that, that that, that was more profitable <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's ju- it's just sort of like corporations aren't your friend just because mr. peanut has a twitter profile that asks clever questions like doesn't mean that you know they wouldn't sell you strychnine if they thought that they could get away yeah, with it. I mean, it all these companies, all
3: these companies are rainbow flags or subsidiaries of like whatever mega corporation who like underwrites the campaigns of like the most horrific <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: homophobic
3: bigots. You're absolutely right about yeah. that.
5: Yeah. So it, it just it, sort of that that's been a,
2: and that's my endorsement. But the this question week. is, <laughs> do those companies have a choice? Uh,
5: they won't. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so should we throw it to endorsements? What do you guys got? Nothing.
2: Taco Bell.
1: First and foremost, I when I listened to the Interstellar episode, I heard you guys endorse DVS. Uh, yeah, yes. he is also a dear friend of mine. We went to college together. We attend really uh, professional wrestling shows together mm-hmm. sometimes. Cool. I didn't even know that. Uh, Yo, yeah. text I very much, much him endorse him fucking, as well. Can, can get we
0: get him on brilliant? Really talented DVS, <laughs> yeah, we love you. The funniest
3: guy, the yeah. <laughs> funniest guy, guy on Twitter. Yeah. I was at a wedding with him, and he was like <laughs> slaying at a fucking wedding. You not what? He wasn't even trying. He was just like completely destroying. It was so cool.
2: It was fun. Wait, you're saying that guy has a physical form in the real world?
3: Yeah, I went to elementary
2: school with him. Wow. Yeah, yeah. me too. Cool. That's
3: amazing. Have you heard
1: any of his like records? No. No. His, no. Uh, he's a Vice at once. At one time, called him the best underground rapper in New York. Yeah. So yeah,
3: it's, it's he. Sam might not know about this. He talks over like beats. <laughs> so it's this kind of wait 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 wait
2: wait. What's a beat?
3: Oh, it's a vegetable.
2: <laughs> he talks <laughs> over them. It's i see him. yeah i have mean i you find
3: have to be beats. there we to took a nietzsche
1: class together in college which i was pretty he awesome. oh. bet he had
5: some Sounds awesome right. shit to say very much yes um so yeah you're endorsing dbs blast totally cool. and yeah yeah um uh, and you've got some plugs yeah i got some
1: plugs um so yeah you can follow me at scribe ben s-c-r-i-b-e-b-e-n uh on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really tweet that much, um, but Instagram. And I have a new band that just debuted on what? Friday, this, this past Friday, uh, called Stormfield. And so we're at Stormfield Band on Instagram. By the time this uh, airs, uh, we should have some stuff on there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but hopefully from the show on Friday. So uh, yeah, cool. that, myself, and Michael D'Andrelli. It's just uh, D'Andrelli. It's just the two of us. Uh, right now, playing metal songs acoustically. Uh, That's awesome. Our own original songs. So, and maybe that there will be awesome. more we'll personnel eventually. So, uh, and also look out for the podcast Contesting Wrestling. Myself, Contesting Wrestling, Dr. Rod Diamondfire of uh, the Chicara Pro Wrestling, and uh, Mr. Evan Burke,
5: <laughs> not of, of Pro Wrestling. Of his couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, of the toy store where we used to work. General smartass. Yeah, Berg.
3: yeah. Raf, what do you got? Oh, uh, God, I, I got really. I got I don't have that much. Uh sorry, guys. I wish I had something. I really like this um this French cheese called Reblochon. I ate some of that last night. Real tasty, really melty. Nice stuff.
2: I actually got one. Yeah. What yeah. do you got, Sam? Um, I just picked up this book at at the Strand. And I just started reading the introduction. It's actually pretty interesting. It's called the Mueller Report. Oh! <laughs> it's pronounced Mueller. <laughs> Mueller. Mueller? Anybody? Oh, and cool. if
1: anyone needs to get in shape, like the closest thing I have to a religion these days is DDP uh, DDP yoga. Really? The form of yoga developed by the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page. What? Wow. <laughs> Dude, you I, are I, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I went from having horrible low back sciatica problems to now actually beginning to train in professional wrestling myself. What? Um, wow. Wait, say it again? Largely because of DDP yoga.
2: DDP yoga. That's I'm awesome.
3: That I'm out a out. yoga practitioner. Wow. I can suck I'm my an dick and other people's dicks. <laughs> <yoga> <laughs> <practitioner>. <laughs> well,
2: you don't need yoga to suck other people's dicks. Well, it helps. I guess <laughs> yeah. it depends on Emotional the yoga. context. Emotional yoga. Depends on
0: the dick.
5: <laughs> 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 Alan?
4: I have a, a disendorsement. Yes. Dicks. Um, The checkers in South Williamsburg is... What the fuck? <laughs> checkers, I was I was fast in South. Food restaurant? Were yeah.
5: you buying air? What? what was that? I was
4: in South Williamsburg at about an hour Wait, ago. On Broadway. No, three hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah, I know that checkers. Yeah. Yeah. I, know that checkers. Yeah. I think you should. About have Three hours that. ago, and I couldn't find any place to eat. Like I kept going to these places that looked pretty good. It was like five o'clock, right? Because we're, oh, we're yeah, taping cause at six thirty. Yeah. And everything was wasn't open for dinner yet, and so I went to that, and I needed to eat quickly, so I went to that checkers, and um. That's upsetting. Just That's rough Never dude. never go to checkers and no, never go to that rough. checkers. Oh yeah, same yeah. thing
2: about the iHop in uh on the west 14th side. 14th at first. Why are you going? What? 42nd. literally you any iHop there? in Manhattan, but, uh, don't go there.
5: Or anywhere.
2: Are you no, trying they have to get get sick. sick? I'm okay. Pancakes.
5: <laughs> I once went to an IHOP slash casino with no windows where you could smoke in Vegas when we were on tour. We needed to get breakfast. That's my jam. That was Perhaps probably
3: smoking are pretty weird. One of <laughs> it's the like more a weird feeling. When I, I first moved to Montreal,
1: when I'm in Vegas in August, it's nice. I will go there.
5: That's
3: a great time to be in Vegas.
5: Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and it was one of the most upsetting places I've been. Uh
2: hmm. eh, that's not true. When I first moved to Montreal, a lot of the restaurants would have like. Smoking, non-smoking. Instead of the smoking section, they would have a non-smoking section where the people who don't smoke get to go and sit in shame and still be surrounded by cigarette smoke because it's in the same room as the the rest of the restaurant, (laughs) which is the smoking section. It was pretty hilarious.
5: Yeah. I wanted to endorse the novel Stoner by John Williams. If you guys haven't read this book out there, this is like, so my fiance Carolyn works in book publishing and... Usually when she makes a recommendation, it's like to be taken pretty seriously. And she was like, you got to read this book. It's pretty much necessary reading. And I've never had an experience. Do you guys remember when you used to go to the record store and you would like buy a record and bring it up? And if the dude behind the counter was like, yo, nice job. Like you'd feel good about yourself for five minutes. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I had never had that experience in a bookstore where literally three people who worked in the store Saw me taking it off the shelf and be like, "Yo, my man, Stoner, way to go." The book is not about someone who smokes weed. It's very sad. Oh, I'm not sh- interested in it. Anymore. Can't recommend it more. John Williams Stoner. Um. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh. Thanks for tuning in all of the times, and you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At highly affiligent. At case of piles At have a cool penis. <laughs> At scribe Ben, and uh, you can follow the show at Robot House Pod, and it's spelled H A U um, S. Thanks again. Until next time, see you guys later. Thanks for joining us, Ben. But, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for thanks coming for on, man. Me. Yeah. It was Thank lots you. Of fun. All right. Peace. Later. Peace.